This episode is proudly brought to you by Gimme Stitches, a local creative business that transforms what you love into an adorable stitch piece of art. Gimme Stitches makes bespoke images of the people you love into detailed handcrafted portraits you can pop on your wall. You can choose anything. Pets and families. Kids. Enemies. <laughs> Perfect. These beautifully handmade pieces are by the phenomenally talented Tilly and Greg, who are dedicated to bringing the old art of hand stitching back into your home. Good Sheila's listeners get 15% off bespoke hand stitched family portraits, pet portraits, enemy portraits, or our beloved Courtney Stodden <laughs> by entering Good Sheila's at checkout. What would you get a portrait of, Claire? Battlestar uh, Galactica. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Gibby Stitches on Instagram and get amongst it. Fun fact about Bron. When she was 18, she moved to the Gold Coast and decided to transform her lovely baby look to sexy lady <laughs> by going to the solarium. The solarium! Yeah. Every day and getting long zebra striped acrylic nails. Yeah. <laughs> it was so lovely. I, and then you just. I just went real skank. I just turned it right out to skate. I don't know what happened. I was confused. I was 18, Claire. 18. I was going to the solarium when I was 18. Idiots. And now at 52, I'm paying for Hello and welcome to Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. I'm Bron, a Melbourne comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilers. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you going? Oh, I'm really well. This is episode 17. Oh, shit. We're almost adults. <laughs> <laughs> I can buy alcohol. But in the spirit of the world being totally ruined, we're only having fun in this episode, and that is final, mate. So, guys, if you're looking for a distraction from the cluster flop that is the world today, jump on board the good Sheila's ship where everything is fine. That's right, Sheila's, to distract you from the burning, stinky bonfire that is everything <laughs> right now. We're just talking about what is fun. We've scraped the bottom of the internet and the bottom of our souls, Ooh. and here we are. Oh, and it is gross. <laughs> but once again, Claire, we are recording remotely. Oh. I am in the illustrious suburb of Brunswick, and you are very far away in Coburg. Yes, we are. Good. We're very far away from each other. And I'm glad. And honestly, Claire, yeah, honestly, Claire, I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm sure you're smelling worse than ever. So this week, what is happening? We are looking through the internet and God, there was a lot of looking because of all that bin fire. And you know where I ended up, Ron? Where? Iceland. 
Good. Oh, yes, of course. Naturally. Of course. I can't pronounce any of their words. <laughs> it's but... ice and land, Claire. It's two of our words put together. <laughs> it's cold country. <laughs> so they this really actually lovely thing where you can send your scream to Iceland. So they have set up speakers all over the country where you can email through your frustrated lockdown house and have them echo through the frozen wilderness. So how are you wasting your screams at the moment, bro? <laughs> I'm just at my children. <laughs> I think what the sound? Imagine the poor dickhead who invested in a house in the wilderness in Iceland. They're like, I just want some peace and quiet. And <laughs> everyone around the world is screaming at them. They'd be like, this is a nightmare. Anyway. Also poor... in Iceland, they be- they, they, they believe um, in fairies, you know, these 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 creatures and they have it's, it's fascinating they, they divert their highways around these sacred ancient spots where fairies live and i'm, I'm just like and, and they're really kind of deferential to the fairies they worry about their opinions so how are the fairies feeling about all this yelling i feel like you've made almost this entire thing up there is <laughs> god it's so, so patronizing to the poor icelandic people oh are you worried about the fairies? Ah, ah, careful of the fairies, dickheads. But what else has happened is teenagers. Teenagers are benefiting from the global use of face masks because they're pretending to be old ladies so they can buy booze. Oh. So they've got like the walking frames, they've got walking sticks, and they put on little grey wigs. So And it's a TikTok sensation as underage kids film themselves pretending to be grannies buying grappa. Amazing. And, mate, this is the new wave of rebellion. We're living it, we're breathing it, we're seeing it. And this is where the tables have finally turned. The youth are now the least desirable age bracket, finally. And the elderly are officially slaying. We've done it, Brun. We've made it. We're relevant. <laughs> they all want to be us. <laughs> They're dressing up as us. They're going to the shops. It's perfect. <laughs> this is the dream. We're living in the dream. 2020. <laughs> everyone's dream exactly i'm gonna go scream at iceland <laughs> so finally in our wrap-up roundup of cool news from around the world which is definitely fun and jovial poland <laughs> accidentally invaded the czech republic in what's been oh. called a mild misunderstanding those cheeky poles <laughs> soldiers herded a bunch of Polish citizens into a Czech church in what was a case of mistaken religious identity. The Czechs have forgiven the Poles, but request next time that they check things out more carefully before they polarise their countries again. Can I get a zing? <laughs> you are disgusting. Isolation is bad for you. Icelandalation. <laughs> Well done. You need uh, some company. (laughs) You need some mates. But how are you, in all honesty, Claire? How are you feeling? I'm okay. Um, Remember, this is a fun ship. It's fun. I'm fun. I'm having great fun. Um, (laughs) This is the best. I think, think weirdly, I've come into the second lockdown way more kind of relaxed and centred than last time, which is weird because it's way worse this time. But I don't know. It's like we've done this before. I know the parameters. I know how it rolls out. My marriage isn't 
ending anymore. It's ended. So it's like past tense. And yeah. I get to do what I want and watch, you know, Gilmore Girls all day and night. And no one's going to yell at me. How about you, Bowman? No. <laughs> uh, look, it's, it's a funny because uh, and for people who have listened to us for a while, um, when we went into the first lockdown, Claire was terrified and I was fine. I was actually relieved it was happening. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing to stay at home and for my girls to be at home and for me to like introduce myself to them and to like, you know, pave some family way through our lives. And then, uh, and we had a great time first lockdown, you know that anyone who's anyone knows that. And then this time when it happened, I was like, yeah, fine. Like what could be different? And it is very different. Like I am, I'm like counting down, I'm counting down till the time it's not happening, which is not what I was doing the first time. I really, like, I feel bad for my kids because even though they seem okay, I know that they're a bit bored. Whereas before I had no sympathy for their boredom. They were kind of relieved to be at home. We're having a great time, kids. <laughs> this is a good shill as shit. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, I, like, I feel like, oh, God, I feel less patient for this time. Yeah, yeah. And you've been and... Getting, I'm so proud of you, mate, because you've been having some real emotions. No, I haven't. Okay, cool. We'll move on from that then. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> no, to see here. I'll check no, myself no, no. out. <laughs> but I do, I do. Get out, Claire. It is, um, get off the boat, Claire. You're not having a good time. I'm not having a good time. I just, I feel, I feel less, I feel a little bit drained for, for this time round. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who feel this time um, that it's maybe not as fun uh, as the first time. Maybe it, the, the novelty is worn off. I feel definitely that's happened. Um, and, like, I'm looking forward to home learning because I actually, like, crazily enough, I actually like that. I like teaching my kids. I actually quite like that. But I don't – I'm not looking – like, the hours go forever. They do. Like, like Olive's like, like, what is – what can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do now? And I'm like, get a job. <laughs> go yell at Iceland, Olive. Yeah, <laughs> anything else. He is a walker. Go buy me a wine. No, not really. I would never do that. But I'm saying, like, it is. It is like it, at this time, I feel I was excited for it to, for for it to be for the first lockdown to be over, even though I was liking it a lot. And now that it, like lockdown has started again, I'm missing something that I didn't think that I was gonna like in the first place, mm. which is interesting. It's yeah. I, th- I think it's that we also got that taste of freedom, right? We had those four giddy weeks where. Life got back to a little bit of normal and then it was like, nah, we can't trust you guys with that fun shit. you got to go back home. Yeah. And, it's and just, fair enough, we really fucked it. We really fucked it. Sorry, Australia, about about those that information that we didn't take on board. But I just, yeah, I'm, I just, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hug a mate. I can't wait to mm. go outside and not be terrified that somebody is standing too close to me. And these are all very selfish kind of desires, but... I just, I just want everything to go back to normal, please. And when it does, Claire, let's like remember that we're on a fun ship here. What are you going to do? Oh, fun ship. Oh, fun ship. Here's, I'm back on the fun ship. I'm straddling the fun ship. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I fell off for a bit. I'm swum she back. Did. I'm on board. I'm having the best time. <laughs> she didn't drown everybody in her actual feelings. She's got real feelings. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. They've washed ashore. Um, they're, de- want, they're dead. I just want simple things. I want to go to my favorite cafe, which is a place called Wildlife Bakery in Brunswick, and I want to 
sit at a table close to other people at tables in a busy environment with my kids and have a coffee and a croissant. And I want to bump into a mate and give them a lovely, big, huge hug. And I want to go to like, you know, Edinburgh Gardens on a Saturday afternoon with my kids and meet some people and have a picnic. Like it's just the really basic stuff that I want. And that's the lovely thing about this year. I think it's, it's taught, what's taught me how simple my actual desires are. And that's really lovely. How about you? What do you want to do? Well, I want to, I'm not so much about the going to Edinburgh Gardens and smelling strangers hair. (laughs) I am, (laughs) you creep. I love that when you mentioned you go to Edinburgh Gardens, take your kids and you'll meet people and join a picnic. Like they're not your friends, but you're just meeting them. (laughs) Hello, I'm Claire. Uh, Can I have a picnic? Can I join in? This is my kids. <laughs> They're Just called Iceland. <laughs> the old lady brought the alcohol. <laughs> Thank you, Frida. <gasps> No, no, no. Mine's more about just like I want to like I'm actually really excited about this comedy stuff I'm doing. So for anyone who's listened, I've been um, so Lawrence. I've been doing some comedy stuff with Lawrence. He was a guest a few episodes ago, and that has been really fun. And what that what we have been doing is like filming in person, and then now that well, we did that once, and then the lockdown happened again. So now I've had to. I've had to film my stuff at my house. He's had to film his stuff at his house and then we have to send it through and sometimes our ideas are exactly on point and sometimes they're like, like I filmed it a bit differently and I'm like, oh my God, now I have to start again and that is stressful and the best part about comedy is that it's fun Mm. and this is whilst like the end result is quite fun and actually making it is quite fun the logistics behind sending something through to someone to getting their approval rather than them being in the same room with you that is not fun and so it's kind of like it's that's a bit disappointing but six weeks you know we can was do it this. five weeks now it's fine we can do it and I'm on a really fun ship right now so I'm having the best time you're having the it's, best time and nobody ever don't take Bron on her words that she says because maybe they're covering up deep feelings don't do that how dare you Claire I'm on a cruise whatever has gone wrong on a cruise Sheila's cruise. It's the good Sheila's cruise, and it's the Titanic. <laughs> no, we just got to park just outside of Mornington Peninsula for six weeks. We just got to park Whoa. somewhere outside of your feelings, mate. <laughs> That's fine with me. So, what we're going to do this week, guys, is we're going to do something different. We're not going to talk about anything super serious, whilst everything that we've said in the past has been moderately um, not serious at all. This week is going to be almost. Almost nothing serious. Isn't that right, Claire? It is totally right. And if you have in the past taken us seriously, you're a... Seriously. Seriously. You are a banana. (laughs) You're a a silly, silly, silliest lady. (laughs) Do not take us seriously or seriously. Just (laughs) don't. I'll yell at you from Iceland. So what have we done? We have made a bunch of tips for you guys. Again, don't listen to us. We're idiots. But they are top tips of what we have learned about in life at the excellent age of 47. And we're ready to give them to you. Yeah, yeah. So it's top 10 tips of what we would give someone in their early 20s, right? Yes, that is correct. That is correct. And because I'm still in my early 20s, I will be taking all these tips on board, Claire. 
we have taken none of these tips on board until like the last couple of years and now we are magnificent butterflies that's right but still some of them I reckon we are still trying to figure out we're just hoping that we've taken them on board we're like yeah definitely I do that this is positive reinforcement we're looking in mirrors do this you'll feel better exactly love yourself what is our number one Okay, number one, you guys, good Sheilas, God bless you. Be wrong whenever you can. And Claire, are you sometimes wrong? Oh my God, mate, I am wrong all the time. But what I think is changing is I'm getting way better at saying that I am wrong. For example, here are a couple of things that I've recently realized that I've been wrong about. First of all, Ryan Allen's version of 1986 by Taylor Swift. I used to think it was like peak fucking like acoustic lovely feelings music no he mansplained taylor swift and it is so telling that a talented young woman only got legitimacy from organizations like pitchfork when a white bloke re-recorded her songs and also my marriage we're better off friends (laughs) and also you missed at the start you were definitely wrong about ellen but i was also wrong (laughs) about solariums what what what's wrong with solariums solariums i used to go there i used to lie there i used to get like hear my skin sizzling and i would leave and i felt like hot and sore for like a few hours and for my i like told my brain that felt good it's not good claire it's not good do you know what else i was wrong about breaking bad for years i was like i'm never gonna watch it have you ever watched it i have it's 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 brilliant it was so, I was like, I'm never going to watch it. Everyone wants to, like, mainstream's bad. I only like quirky things like how to kill a wallflower. Like or whatever Ellen. That <laughs> Ellen. Oh, I love you, Ellen. But Breaking Bad, it should be called Breaking Good. It, it should be called, you should call them. <laughs> I'll, I'll let them know any minute. It is, and you know what? I think this is opening up doors for you. Next stop, you should watch Battlestar Galactica. Absolutely not, but I have. But I reckon, I reckon you are getting better. I, you are getting better at being wrong, and so am I. But mostly, um, I am much better because uh, <laughs> you're wrong. Because <laughs> it's growth, right? It is. It and is. It it's, is it's uh, one gift. of the hardest things, right? Yeah, it is so hard it's excruciating to be like oh mate like I used to think this and and I I've reflected and it was wrong it's it's excruciating but it's so liberating it's like taking off all your skin and putting it on someone else's face and then like making Ellen's. them dance dance Ellen dance she's a very good dancer what's number two Claire <laughs> so this one is a magical new one for me guys enjoy the sensation of wind through your leg hairs really really I've been enjoying it so much so this morning I rode my bike around with my girls on the back and I felt the magic of wind tickling my leg hairs and who knew that it was such a lovely flowing feeling after shaving since my very early teens I've just let everything grow out and it's magnificent so feel the wind blow through your natural bits ladies it's totally magic Mm, yeah have you let anything well, grow out recently Bron? Like well, my, uh, my, <laughs> no 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 don't be crazy <laughs> but my underarm hairs but I have hardly any of them so it's absolutely fine but I have every time I get in the bath it's like this running joke in my house and I love a bath I'll have one every day and every single time I run the bath 
before I've like even hopped in, I'll turn around and there's two nude kids behind me and they're not even mine. I don't know where they come from, (laughs) but it is, my kids just hear the bath running and they're like, mum's having a bath. And every single time they will get in the bath with me and then every single time they'll make me do this character, which is called Martina and she's this old Italian lady and she uh, always yells at them. And so I just sit in the bath, which is supposed to be my relaxing time, and I yell in this really very bad, very thick Italian accent about how they've given me the wrong ice cream. And they were all laughing, but um, the reason why I have to shave my legs is because they get they sit around my legs, and then they, if they're spiky, they're like, ow, mum, this really hurts. You are ruining our childhood. And so I shave my legs... <laughs> You're very judgmental children. (laughs) I know. Hey, if you wanted to get them out of the bath, just grow them out. You've got like tiny little multiple swords on both legs to just to keep them away from your private time. Exactly. I know, but I actually just I quite love when I'm Matina. It's what the most powerful I ever feel. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great character, mate. You've got a future there. She's gonna make me huge. <laughs> What's number three, Bronwyn? Uh, okay, so number three. So this is really important to, for me, and um, actually, I feel like it's gonna be important to you as well, Claire. You guys expect to get better looking as you get older. Mm. I did, Claire. You definitely did, and it's absolutely bizarre that we glorify youth when, if you look at the photos when we were in high school. Everyone would have a proper giggle. We had such skinny eyebrows and really, really bad fashion and we didn't know what to wear for our shape and we had such bad makeup and we stood awkwardly and we just looked so uncomfortable. And now that, we, now that we're older, now that we're, uh, you know, reaching our mid-30s, it is... Like, surely we're getting better. I surely. Like getting better. Are we saying this to make ourselves feel better? <laughs> it's like, I definitely look 100 billion times better. But we, but we do. do though. $100, we do. We do that. And I wanted to say, like, when I was around teenagers all the time, as I was a teacher, I just wanted to, like, take these awkward kids and just be like, mate, you have not found, you've not found yourself Your yet. Thing. No. But you are going to. And the kids who are, like, super, like, good looking in high school, I'm always like, you've hit your peak too early. You fucked it. Yeah. All the other, all the awkward kids in class. You'll be right. When you're 33, you will look so good, hey. <laughs> what? Tell me about your fashion journey when you were a teenager, Bronwyn. Like, what, what phases did you go through? Claire, what are you doing? I'm just trying. You're trying to, you're trying to embarrass me. We well, can't. <laughs> I've got no feelings. Here we go. Listen up. So, Claire, my fashion when I was in high school was very awkward I wore a lot of leggings which is Mm. always a very huge plus and I wore lots of like kind of long singlets that went over those leggings and then I put a belt that wasn't supposed to you know didn't go into any holes over the top of the the long singlet and then I wore these like I think they were fake crocs they were garden shoes. They were garden they were shoes. Ga- they were garden shoes. But they were green. I was obsessed with green. Everything had to be you green. Were. Everything was green. Green, green, green. Walk green every single day. And Your teeth. Your skin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that weird thing. I was like desperately trying to make my mark somewhere. I was like, I'm the green girl. Like a Power Ranger. <laughs> but you were 
<laughs> so cool. Like you were a trendsetter. I remember you started wearing like these these shoes that you could buy uh, in somewhere in the city and going to the city in Canberra is a big deal. They were like ballet shoes and they had no like no soles on them. They were just like basically pieces of like synthetic leather that you wrapped around your feet and you wore them with your cool leggings and your cool belts and then all the girls were wearing with their cool like you're like regina george like yeah. i saw bronwyn lewis wear <laughs> shoes with absolutely no ankle support so i started wearing shoes with absolutely no ankle support <laughs> yeah cool. it was really cool you're right it was so cool no it was like i was just but i was amazed that people thought i was cool at school i was like oh my god why is like people would like I'd get out of my car and there'd be people standing there but hi Bron I'd be like what the hell is going on but just fake it till you make it and so I just had to like super I just pretend oh yeah of course everyone wants to see my new green outfit today (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) it was so good oh no and just like the next day just desperately like be like what what other green things have I got? Mum, have you got any green blouses? I'm like, oh, God. This is <laughs> horrible. I got one from Miller's just the other day. I would have won it. I would have won it. <laughs> I'll take it. No. I went through so many, so many, like, I went through a punk phase. Like, I know it. Like, eight to ten. You like, dyed your I hair wore, black? Uh, I was more into, like, colours, like, colours in my hair. It was, hair like, dark, and... dark red. It was, like, a mahogany. Right? That was in college. That oh, was that, my, my punk my punk phase of past. This was like in this is high school. I used to wear like um over like uh, oversized like women's dresses that I found at um up shops, and I never washed them, so I always smelled musty. You oh should make a joke gosh. right now about how I still smell musty, bro. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for it. No, I will not. <laughs> and this is too sad. Keep going. And I'd wear like all of these necklaces and bracelets, which I'd never take off. And then what? in, in cold, did you have a shower? Like, did you shower? I'd, I'd wear them in the shower. I don't know. It was so weird. And then in college, <laughs> the college, I think I just tried to dress like the cool girls. Like I tried to dress like you. I tried to dress like this girl Jemima in the I remember Jemima. She was so she was so cool. Um, I just kind of just tried to emulate everybody else because I was like, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. And nothing worked. Yeah. And we like, we, like to, we like to pin this on teenagers. We're like, look, when you're a teenager, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, when you, re- when you get to age 20 and 21, 22, 23, you're still doing the same dumb you shit. You still do it. Yeah, it might exactly. be not. It might be not as bad. Like you might have grown your eyebrows out a little bit, but... You still, you still not, you have still not found your actual style yet. Like you're still wearing no. things like a, a zebra acrylic nails. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? I would never ever wear that. But I was like, maybe. But you have to try it. Like I was like, maybe I will feel super comfy wearing those. And I tried maybe it. Maybe this will be me. Maybe yeah. I'm a zebra. And then I got, I wore them, and I remember going to my mum's house. And my sister was there. My sister looked at me and she said, "What?" the fuck is on your hands and I was like I was like, cancer. I was like it's a zebra and she said you you look ridiculous and then she laughed and she laughed and she laughed and it was that moment that I was like okay these are not these are not my style at all and then I but in that moment of being laughed at when the style didn't work was so humiliating it's awful I don't think I settled with kind of an idea of what my style was or how I wanted to dress until after I had Stevie like I remember vividly 
as a baby lawyer, like going into my first ever job, um, and I was wearing like an outfit from Savers. It was like this ill-fitting pencil skirt, and uh, and and I think you know like show shoes that I would have gotten from Spendless or Best and Less or Best Buy shoes or something, and the top from Kmart, and thinking like this is great. I look professional, and walking in and seeing these women, and they were all in like you know Q and. You know, like oh yeah, I remember when you, I remember when you started that. You like I remember one of the first days you came and you were like, oh my god, everyone looks so fancy. And then I remember looking at you and being like, oh mate, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a. I was like, I made it. And then I walk into the office and everyone was like, nah mate, not, you were just the bottom of the backing order. Oh look, <laughs> the bin lady's here. <laughs> Me. <laughs> But also on this topic of self-discovery and self-forgiving and being okay with this journey, number four, just care less about how you look, guys. It's just a tiny sliver of what makes you important or meaningful. So looking good doesn't make you an excellent trombone player or a very talented dancer, which I am. Those things. It fades. It goes away. It doesn't matter if you're like Bella Hadid or who's another hot person or Whitney Houston. And <laughs> she, she's dead, isn't she? Oh, fuck. Oh, she's less hot <laughs> now. Okay. Just insert with another person. Yes. And guys, Relevant. then... <laughs> exactly. Just dub that. <laughs> and then we will all be lovely, totally free bags of beautiful wrinkles eating a whole chocolate cake with a butter knife because you can't find a clean spoon or as I also like to call it Sunday morning (laughs) but if you're lucky if Claire makes it into a piece of jewelry she'll wear it into the shower (laughs) but that is a really hard one care less about the way you look we can say that until we're blue in the face and that will never actually be a reality for most people but it is uh, it is slowly, slowly, like tiny shade by tiny shade, like kind of fading away of how much we care about how we look. And I definitely see you care less every day, Claire, and I want to commend you for that lack of effort. <laughs> you so good at just those gorgeous backhanded comments and I'm just going to run them through my lovely leg hairs like a beautiful shiny green cream. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, all right. So number five, do things that you like, not what you think other people want you to like. This was, this was maybe the most important thing for me above all the other things that I, that I reckon we've listed and will list is it took me a long time. I've always known what I like, but it took me a long time to make peace with what I like. Uh, and a lot of that is what if I like something that people don't think that I should like or that no one else likes. And I say, like, you know, we say to our kids when they're like, I really like this, but I love them. You know, for example, I really like the monkey bars, but everyone wants to play tips. I think I just have to play tips and I just do the monkey bars, you know, when... Kids have the shittest problems. <laughs> but do you know what? But this is what this is what happens as little kids. And as grown-ups, we say to them, well, who cares? doesn't matter. You go play on the monkey bars, but we don't actually take that into, like, our adult lives. And also... I, it, it, I only recently, like with my comedy, 
like you know since stopping teaching well you know taking a pause on teaching and then going into comedy I'm like god it really it took I would not have been able to do comedy in my early 20s if I did comedy in my early 20s I would have been desperately trying to find jokes that everyone found funny rather than things that I thought was actually good and that is huge like I'm like it's massive mate and well this is why this is why I like comedy now as if I did it before I would have been grueling it would have been horrible I would have been like telling jokes about you know a sex which I never like to talk about or things like you know talking about like you and there's things that I just <laughs> I just like there is or to you <laughs> about feelings things are out of bounds but it, like I think that Growing up and to get getting to an age in your life where you only do things that you value or you, things that you like um, makes a huge difference. I was speaking to my friend who's a singer. Um, he's a musician. He was a wedding singer for a really long time, and he loves music. But he kind of his kind of passion ran out for for it, and he said that now when he's in his late thirties. Now that he just kind of gave up on all the things that everyone wanted him to do or expected him to do and he had just made music that he liked, this is the most successful he has ever been. And it just it just goes to show that if you do something that doesn't actually suit you, you're never going to be that good at it. Exactly. You just, just let go. Like, for example, just spend an entire winter in your bed watching back-to-back Gilmore Girls with your hairy legs and don't watch inside or the news because it burns you out. <laughs> okay. Like the world does, for example. Just do that if you like it. Yeah, another example <laughs> is like every single weekend, maybe three or four times, listening to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill uh, <laughs> and never ever listening to Pink Floyd because you don't know what Pink Floyd is. <laughs> Did you pretend to like Pink Floyd at one point? Oh, mate, one time, I remember, no, probably, I honestly, no, I don't think it was Pink Floyd, but one time I bought a shirt because it looked good on me and it was cool and it was like Rolling Stones and I, oh, that one, I remember that one yeah, with the tongue, with the tongue yeah. and I bought it and I was like, fuck, I look so good, eh? And I, it was my early twenties and I wore it to a pub and this guy was like, that is the best shirt I've seen all night and I was terrified that he was going to ask me what my favorite song was because I was like <laughs> I literally don't know one of them <laughs> but how sick's my shirt kids are so idiots strange. idiots <laughs> so bad all right so number seven number seven let's do number it number seven so speak up but do it thoughtfully one big learning is that most of the time when people do hurtful stuff it's inadvertent they don't mean it they're just thinking about themselves and not you that's just how we all operate but if something did hurt you it's really important to say so be emotionally honest and when something happens and don't carry grudges just call things out it makes good relationships better and it'll show you the bad ones. Brian, we've gotten real good at this, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, we have. Took- You're a shit friend. Yeah. I've never <laughs> liked up, you. but thoughtfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, we've, we've, gotten a, we've gotten to a place where we've like, hey, mate, like that, that actually, it hurts my feelings when you do that. Or like it makes me feel bad when you say that. And we're like, oh, and we actually listen to each other and change our behavior and it's pretty fucking grown up right mate yeah because at this stage i can't i can't be bothered for having my feelings hurt and i also can't be bothered trying to figure out what is going to not hurt your feelings so if it hurt your feelings i just expect you now to say that hurts my feelings and i reckon i've i've like gotten rid of quite a few friendships um 
that either they've annoyed me for something or I feel like I'm starting to like something that I'm doing is frustrating them a bit and I can't be bothered to figure out what it is and I'm like ah well I'll just stop texting them and I'll just hopefully wait for that friendship to die semi-organically and then I'll move on (laughs) as in I've murdered it but I I do I do like I I reckon heaps of friendships I would have I would have like put an end to it because I couldn't be bothered doing that thing of saying, hey, mate, that really annoys me when you do that. Or them saying to me, hey, Bron, it really annoys me that you never reply to any of my text messages. And I'll be like, who are you? <laughs> do you know? But it's, it is, it's, it's a really, I don't know, it's one of the most significant things I've learned as an adult to, that my, that what I feel is actually important and that it's okay to tell somebody else when you know, you don't feel good about something that's that's really transformative because it's like giving yourself the I don't know the emotional validity and the, the, I guess the self-respect that you are entitled to and that that's been really bloody massive for me mm. one of the biggest things I've I've, I've done yeah. recently well good for I've you from that poo this morning <laughs> you're disgusting really big one. <laughs> okay I'm gonna speak up you're disgusting and this friendship has <laughs> run its course <laughs> Okay, sorry. (laughs) Number nine, only do exercise that you like. Okay, Claire? Only do it. So fuck running. I hate it. I hate it and I've tried so hard to like it. I really hate, I hate running. Unless it's about 100 metres. Any 101 metres, I'm like, you know, really, really hoping someone shoots me in the legs. (laughs) Or like if you're running and you, but it's you're running away from your feelings. I love then you love running. I love that one. <laughs> so mate, so fuck, fuck running, fuck CrossFit, mm. fuck bar. I'm gonna go pole vaulting because I fucking like it. Claire, I would love to see that. It would be <laughs> I think so that'd be funny. really good at it. Yeah. Well, how could it be? But yeah. I, but I mean, you know, especially as women, I, or I guess, well, I can't speak for men because I'm not one, but it, but for women, we are told like, you have to do all this like really, really full on cardio to like, to, to be exercising. Whereas I don't think that's, that's the case at all. And it took me until mm. I was in my thirties to realize that, you know, I really like, I really like weightlifting. I think that that is really fun. And, um, that was never ever a conversation that was had when I was in my teens or even early twenties or mid twenties. It took a really long time, and I'm, I wonder what the conversation is with the um, people in their late teens now of what exercise what exercise is and what is effective exercise. And when I say effective exercise, what also what does that mean? Why do we exercise? And if you are exercising to lose weight, then you're probably going to be doing running, and that is. Are just a nightmare right it is not your vibe Bronwyn it is not it is not it's, it's just that thing about finding a way to connect with your body in a way that you feel good about because it's the truth is that you need to exercise it's good for your heart it's good for your lungs yeah it's good for Iceland it's good for everyone but you should enjoy it you know right you shouldn't be waking up every morning going fuck my life I've got to go and do cross-country horse riding once again <laughs> <laughs> we was that was Oh my god, we were both brought up in not very rich families, and I love that that's what you think that they did. Oh, of course, equestrian again, you know me. Exactly. Get my ribbons. Very allergic. <laughs> okay. Ron, what is number 11? What okay. Is number 11? Well, we've skipped so many, and I think this is definitely number 10 or 9. <laughs> I think it's number 
time. <laughs> okay. Okay, number eight. My professional eight. podcast. Number eight, obviously. Ask questions in conversations. Okay, so no one likes to feel like they're interviewing someone for free and for no reason. You aren't Britney, bitch. You can't, you can't just, you can't, you can't like take part in a conversation and just allow that person to ask you question after question after question and not ask one back. Like genuinely listen to what they're they're saying and expand on what they're saying. I have gone to so many like parties or gatherings or things. I'm very popular where I have, I've started talking to someone that I don't know very well or even someone that I do know quite well and they are more than happy to just make the conversation entirely about themselves. Especially blokes, right? It's just such a female labour to carry a conversation and ask people about themselves. It's just exhausting. Oh, so boring. Bored. And I will cut you off as a friend. As a friend. I so will is, cut you. And Claire <laughs> will get her horse and ride you over. <laughs> And also on that, on that topic, just like, like listen to people when you are talking to them. I think I spent a long time in my twenties, just like waiting for that bit where I could talk in the conversation. Mm. And what that is, is ego. And it's your insecurity is screaming for someone to see you, but there's such joy in listening and listening to other people. Right, Bron? Yeah. I can't hear you. So it is true. <laughs> <laughs> But but it is but like and on, honestly, if you are the kind of person, and everyone needs to have a moment to think about this, because there will be people that are listening who are pop, almost certainly these kinds of people who have a conversation. And they're not really listening, and, and they're, they're just not waiting for their bit to talk. It's my talk. It's my time, Claire. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And they and they. <laughs> but and you, that person will leave the conversation that they have with you, and they will be like I can't wait to never see that person again (laughs) just if you want people to like you ask them a question what star sign are you these days who can say there's an extra star sign number nine it's like snake lady and I am snake lady p.s I'm that lady Claire I did not ask your question number nine (laughs) here we go Claire listen okay I got this snake number nine number nine then Okay, let go of friendships that aren't bloody wonderful, all right? Life is short. Friendships and relationships, anything in the human interactions, disregarding small animals and probably children. (laughs) So, like, this is called a metaphor. Oh, here we go. (laughs) This is fine. No, so a very clever lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, said... Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. It's a really helpful guide to figure out, you know, are the conversations you're having bringing you value? Are they, are they interesting? Are they engaging? Are they, are they making you grow as a person? Our lovely mate, Shan, who we had on the podcast early on, said something really illuminating to me a couple of weeks ago, and she said that people are either radiators or something. <laughs> Remember oh my god! One. It was I like can't wait. radiators, or I don't know something. I don't know something makes you cold. Something makes you vacuums, fridges. Anyway, she said basically that you know you're either going to leave a conversation 
It's exactly. I've got this. It's fine. Just go with it, bro. Listen. Do you remember that one? Listen to me. <sighs> You're not Britney, bitch. Okay. All right. So if you if you leave, you know, if you if you leave an engagement with somebody and you feel anything but kind of, you know, uplifted and excited to or looking forward to seeing them again, if you're feeling a bit flat, if you're feeling a bit, you know, if a bit empty, if you're feeling a bit leached. Maybe that's not a vibe that you want to be around. And again, consistently, like uh, uh, you know, if that person always does that to you, you just like, well, actually, I've got to. And as you get older, there's you seem to have collected heaps of friends, and then you have to find ways to get rid of them. And breaking up is hard. I can't be bothered. I'm trying to find the way to do it with Claire. And <laughs> we're 17 episodes in. You're not very good at yeah, it. Yeah, well, you're a radiator. <laughs> And I think that's the good one. Thanks. Babe. Okay. Well, I hate radiators. So number 10, probably number 10 is laugh, laugh at yourself. Mostly it's very easy to get really serious unless you're on the good Sheila's cruise like tonight. So just let go and poke fun, poke fun at yourself, poke fun at people around you, people poke fun at you unless you are feeling super upset about it. Try and find a way to laugh about it. Surround yourselves with people who care less about themselves and more about important things. That is super duper important. Like take the piss, take the mostly out of yourself because there's no better target and it's an act of self-love. Yeah, because it's like you can't. No one can make fun of you, and um, and if you take it seriously, that it is a serious joke. If you are the person who is laughing the loudest, and it's like, great, she has got um, a lot of like, yeah, a lot of self-worth, and she's able to uh, see the fun in something that's probably not that serious. Exactly. She's a cruise ship. She's a radiator. She's pole vaulting. She's horses. She's Iceland. Oh, my God. She is magic. She is Claire Marshall. The end. Oh, God. God, this is really just about you, isn't it? So it is. It is. Here we go again. But Listen to me. We do. I know that we do have quite a lot of younger listeners, um, and I do hope that any, like even, even though that was anywhere between – uh, 10 and 19 points that we gave out tonight. It is what I really hope that some of them have reached some people and they think, oh, wait, maybe I do have a bit of a toxic friendship happening right now. Or maybe I am wearing a really thick belt over a long singlet and that's unnecessary. <laughs> or maybe I, I am going to a solarium or maybe... Are they illegal? Oh, Claire, shut up. Yeah, they are. are. If you're going to a solarium, that's illegal. You're going to call the police. (laughs) But good It's just, it's just, sorry, Bron, I'm talking now. Listening. Um, But I guess the the thing that you and I are both striving to do is be better people, right? Just better Mm -hmm. kind of people who are happier and more content. And I think these have been really important kind of gifts that we've given to ourselves. And I hope that we get better at them as we go on because they're practice, right? It's learning. We have to exercise these things every day or else they fade away into nothing, into the ocean of Brun's feelings. Mm, There's not many there, but you do... Yeah, and none of these things that we we don't practice all of these things well. Like we still we're trying to, but it is one of those things. It's just being mindful of them, being these aspirations, not goals that we've reached. 
Exactly. Like every morning I'm like, I just don't want to go cross country horse riding, but I do sometimes because <laughs> just peer pressure, you know? <laughs> oh God. And every morning I'm like, why am I still listening to Pink Floyd? It's so, so good, but I really should be listening <laughs> to Alanis Morissette. But we do... But I'm still... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... This has been a ridiculous episode, but we needed it. Honestly, I think we I did. think I think Australia needed it. Um, and Australia needed us. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming on board the Good Sheila's cruise. Um, there has been no illnesses on here, but just very poor jokes. Very very poor. But seriously, guys, grow out your leg hairs. It's magnificent. Mm, great. Okay, thanks, you guys. And we will be uploading this and we'll be posting some sick-ass photos of us when we were less put together. Can you believe it? Sick-ass photos. <laughs> and also, guys, we love making this podcast. If you like it, please like it. Please share it with your mates. Subscribe. We do this out of the goodness of our beautiful Sheila souls. So we'd love a little thumbs up here if you've got one. All right. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.